the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Divided. But that's the that's the key for us, is to take God's Word, to understand it, and then to see it go to work in our lives for God's glory. And it's my privilege to be your Bible teacher. We're looking week after week right now at, at the six times where the Apostle Paul uses this, this fascinating expression, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. And I've said many times, if you take the comma out of between ignorant and brethren, you can make a title out of it, ignorant brethren. And if you took that title, you'd have the title of the world's largest denomination. And Paul said it ought not be that way. Your Christian life will not function on the basis of ignorance. And so when Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, and he says it six times about six specific issues. Now, by the way, these, are, these issues are not uh, what are called the fundamentals of the faith. That is, these issues don't deal with the Trinity and the virgin birth or the bodily resurrection of Christ or those kind of things. These these things are written to brethren, people who already have the fundamentals of, of 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 the faith, the gospel message down. They're already the children of God. They're already in the family of God. But these are things that are written to believers, so that your Christian life functions properly. And without these six doctrinal issues properly understood, then your Christian life is going to be tilted. It's going to be unable to properly function, you're not going to get out of your Christian life, your identity in Christ, everything God has put in it for you. Paul said, your Christian life won't operate on the basis of ignorance, so don't be ignorant of these issues. They're vital. They're critical. We're looking today at Romans chapter 11, verse 25, which is the second one of these issues. Uh, Paul says, for I would not have you, I, I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now, we, we saw that issue last week, that the, the mystery here, the, the thing you didn't want you ignorant of, is the mystery and Israel. Israel and the mystery, those two great programs that God has in the Bible, the program of the nation Israel, that which God has spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began, and the mystery that is, the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. That's Acts 3.21 and Romans 16.25. You cannot take those two verses, put them side by side, write them on a piece of paper. Acts 3.21, Romans 16.25. You, you can't write them on a piece of paper, put them side by side, and fail to see the distinction between the program God has for Israel, that which is spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began, and the program he has for the, the body of Christ, the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. The only way you could fail to see that distinction is if you did not want to see it. If you refuse to let the Bible, the words on the page in a Bible, be the authority. That's the only way you can miss it is if you want to miss it. It's that plain. It's that clear. Six-year-old children get this. How do I know? Well, I've got three children. I raised 
to adulthood, and they all got it by the time they were six. You can come in and see children in our assembly and in local churches all over America that see this. Why? Because they just believe what the verses say. You have to not want to believe it, not to see it. It's that simple, and it's that clear. And yet, that distinction between Israel and the mystery of Christ, Paul said, don't be ignorant of that. The fact is, it's a clear demonstration of the deficiency of the historic Christian tradition and historic Christian position and the historic Christian theology and all the rest. You study systematic theology. I've done that. I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. You, you get all the books of systematic theology. You want to get. You just get the dozens of them that have been written. And you know they, they talk about theology, the study of God, and angelology, the study of angels in the spirit world, and anthropology, the study of man, and and soteriology, the study of uh, of salvation, and and uh, ecclesiology, the study of the church, and and uh, eschatology, the study of last things, and on and on and on they go with their ologies. But there's one that's always missing. There's never a study of Israelology, <laughs> of the place and the distinction between God's plan and purpose in the nation Israel and his plan and purpose in the mystery of Christ, the body of Christ. And Paul said, if you're ignorant of that, your Christian life is going to be a mess. You're going to be in danger. You're going to wind up saying, and you see the danger in this passage? I don't want you to be ignorant of this, he says, lest you be wise in your own conceits. That's the danger of it. Now, what does it mean by being wise in your own conceits? Well, to be wise in your own conceits just go to a go to a a thirteen year old group of girls and ask them say girls what does it mean to be conceited? Well they'll turn around and tell you look at you and say ew that means they're stuck up. You see it's not hard to understand the Bible it's kind of hard to believe it sometimes but not hard to understand it. Paul says I don't want you to be ignorant of this brothers sisters saints lest you. Th- lest you be stuck up, lest you think you're somebody that you're not, lest you not really understand who you are and think you're somebody that you're not. Now, what you can't be ignorant of is that blindness in part has happened to Israel. Then God's purpose and program with Israel, Israel has been blinded, but it's only in part, not forever. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until, until, not forever, just for a short time until God does something else, the fullness of the Gentiles become in. You see, God hasn't canceled his purpose with the nation Israel. That's what verse 26 in Romans 11 says, And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. Verse 27, For this is my covenant with them. They had, God has a written contractual agreement, several of them, that he's made with the nation Israel. And verse 29 says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God has not canceled. He's not done away with his purpose for the nation Israel. He's just postponed it for a while. He's interrupted that purpose, just like you'd have a parenthesis in a sentence. A sentence goes along, and all of a sudden there's a parenthesis. You can take the parenthesis out, and the sentence is still complete. We live in a parenthetical age, a parenthetical dispensation. God has this prophetic program. He's been making it known since the world began. It focuses in the nation Israel. He's made contractual agreements, written contracts with Israel about what he's going to do for them. Well, God hasn't. God isn't unrighteous. 
God isn't going to fail to do what he said he would do. God isn't going to take Israel and replace them with you and make out like that's fulfilling his purpose and program. God isn't going to do away with Israel and not ever do what he said he would do. You see, the the theology of mainline Christendom for the better part of 2,000 years has been ignorant. Why? Because they set up systems that man created. By the way, that's what systematic theology is. Systematic theology is man's attempt to wisely formulate and outline his understanding of God. Man's attempt to explain what he knows about God. Now, doesn't that sound backwards to you? Wouldn't it be better to take God's revelation of himself to us than for us? The book of Job, chapter 11, says, Canst thou by searching find out God? No, you can't. God has to reveal himself. So instead of you taking your puny little noodle and and the 10,000 best noodles that you know and trying to organize what you know about God, wouldn't it be better to take what he's told us about himself and then follow the organization that he's given to that information? See, that's the key. That's what Paul's after. And that's how not to be ignorant and not to be enslaved by religious tradition and philosophy that are after the traditions of men and not after Christ. Everybody that talks about the Lord Jesus Christ, good people, a lot of you know, saved people even. But if you're ignorant of this mystery, if you're ignorant of how to make the distinction between Israel and the mystery program, if you don't study your Bible dispensationally, you wind up thinking you're somebody that you're not, trying to do something that God didn't design for you to do. Now, you see that on every hand, and that's the great danger. The adversary knows that there's great profit for him in, in causing you to think that you're somebody that you're not. And the great danger of, of, of missing this secret, missing how the prophetic program has been interrupted temporarily by another program, by, by God's purpose and plan in forming the church, the body of Christ— Missing that results in in the believer getting all wrapped up in Israel's program and thinking that he can follow Israel's program and thus please God. And Paul says, that's just what ignorance thinks. That's that's, uh, being wise in your own conceits. That's, I'm going to do it my way because my way is the best way, and it's my way or the highway. (laughs) And you can see that on, on every hand. I'll give you a few illustrations of it, j- just so that we can massage the truth of this into your understanding so you can see how important this kind of thing is. Uh, take, for example, Matthew 28 and the, the so-called Great Commission. And it's, I say the so-called because God didn't call it that. Men called it that. The Great Commission begins in Matthew chapter 10. That's when Christ gives the, the commission to his apostles in Matthew chapter 10. He expands the commission uh, in Matthew 28 in his post-resurrection ministry. Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and, and spake unto, his, unto them, that is, his, his apostles. Uh, verse 16, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a, a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And, and he meets with the, with the apostles. And he says, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. What a wonderful statement that is. Jesus Christ has come. He's functioned as the Redeemer. 
Matthew begins, the, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He's come and functioned as the son of Abraham. Now he's ready to function as the son of David, the king. And he says, I've got all the authority. I've won all the rights. Everything's settled. The cross is accomplished. I'm ready to put it all into effect. I can fulfill all the prophecies now about, about the kingdom. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Now just stop there. He clearly sends them out to, 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 to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. There's no question that Christ commissioned his apostles to go out and practice baptism. In fact, in Mark 16's account, he says, uh, he, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Water baptism was an integral part of the gospel message being preached under the post-resurrection commission in Matthew 28 and Mark 13. Now compare that with 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 17 where the Apostle Paul says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Did you ever read that verse? Paul said, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Wow. How could he say that if he was working under the same marching orders that the twelve apostles were working under out of Matthew 28 and Mark 16? Well, the answer is he couldn't say that. And all of the sophistry that preachers use, you know, they say, well, Paul was an evangelist. No, Paul was an apostle. Show me one verse in the Bible that says Paul was an evangelist. My phone number, 888-535-2300. That's the phone number. The address is Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. You write me. You call me. That's a toll-free number. Work anywhere in the country. You call me. You write me. You show me the verse. The ver- it's got to be a verse in the Bible. You show me the verse that says Paul was an evangelist. Paul was an apostle, folks. He wasn't an evangelist. And even if he was, he wouldn't have been an evangelist commissioned by your church. Your church didn't exist then. No, Paul said Christ sent me not to baptize because he didn't work under the same commission. See, there's a difference in the programs. Now, why didn't Paul? Why, why didn't Paul? Why wouldn't he sent to practice water baptism? You said, brother Rick, do you believe in baptism? Yeah, sure I do. I believe in exactly the baptism Paul said. Ephesians chapter four verse five. Paul says, "There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One of the sevenfold unities of the faith is that one baptism." But it obviously isn't going to be the baptism of Matthew twenty-eight because Paul wasn't sent to practice that one. It obviously isn't going to be the baptism of Mark 16 because Paul wasn't sent to, baptize, to practice that one. Then what baptism is it? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether it be Jews or Gentiles, bond or free, and all been made to drink into, into one Spirit. You see, the moment you trust Christ as your Savior, God the Holy Spirit takes you and baptizes you into Jesus Christ, puts you in the living union with His Son. He puts you in the Christ. The mechanics of positional truth, the mechanics of identification truth today, the mechanics of being in Christ is by one spirit. Are we all baptized into one body? And you, God the Holy Ghost does that for you the moment you trust Christ. So while that's the baptism we practice today. We try to get people in Christ. We've tried to get people saved. And when you get them in Christ... Then there's no then then they've got the baptism that God's going to perform. Colossians two twelve says it's the operation of God, not a preacher, not a priest. 
Now, for you to go back and practice a water baptism ceremony, what do you do? You have to be wise in your own conceits. You have to think you're somebody that you're not. You have to go and take Israel's program and think it was yours. You know, the Bible says, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceits? There's more hope for a fool than for him. It's foolishness. That's what it is. And it's not appreciating who you are, and it's thinking you're, instead of being who you are, it's you're thinking you're somebody that you're not. First Timothy chapter 1, Paul writing Timothy when he was at Ephesus, and he said the, the, the people that are desiring to be teachers of the law. you got people at Ephesus, Timothy, who are desiring to go back in Israel's program. It's scriptural. The law is in the Bible. The law is Bible. The law is God's word to the nation Israel. But they go back and take God's word to Israel, and they desire to put, it, put themselves and others under that, make out like they are that. And Paul says... They don't understand. They don't know what they're saying, and they don't. They don't understand what they're saying, and they don't know what they're affirming. First Timothy six, Paul says they're destitute of the truth. You know what he says? He says they don't know what's going. They don't. They have no idea what they're doing. It's always fascinated me. People say, "I'm going to believe God for this verse." Well, then wouldn't you believe what that verse said about who it says it's written to? I mean, does that not make sense to you? I'm going to believe God for this verse. But the verse says it's written to Israel, so if I'm going to believe the verse, I've got to believe it's written to who God said it was spoken to. You see, if you don't rightly divide the word of truth, you know what you're going to do? You're going to be, you're going to be out trying to, trying to get Israel sign-gift programs. The Jews require a sign. Tongue-talking, for example. Tongues are for a sign, 1 Corinthians 14, 22. The Jews require a sign, 1 Corinthians 1, 22. Jesus said to, uh, in John four forty eight, you will not believe except you see a sign. The signs belong to Israel. But you're trying to get them to enhance your Christian life today. And Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant. That's an ignorant way to go about the Christian life, trying to get something from God that God has already given you completely and fully in his word. That is a revelation of his will. That he's already provided for you completely in his son. That is fellowship, intimate, personal fellowship with the God, the creator of heaven and earth. People get all bound up in Israel's program. And you know what? It doesn't work. It's foolishness. And Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery. I don't want you to fail to understand how to study God's Word, to get the profit out of God's Word he's put in it. I don't want you to fail to see the difference between his program with Israel and his program for the body of Christ and the mystery of Christ, lest you be wise in your own conceits, lest you think you're somebody you're not, and thus you never get the profit out of God's Word, out of the identity he's given to you in Christ that he has for you. Let me give you a free Bible study tape. Can I do that? The tape's entitled, The World's Most Dangerous Doctrine. You need to know that it's, it's not enough to be scriptural. It's not enough just to use the Bible. It's dangerous to be scriptural and to use the Bible if you're not dispensational, if you don't rightly divide the Bible when you use it. You need to understand what the differences in the programs are and how you can know where you stand in the program of God. This Bible study is designed specifically to communicate that information to you. The world's most dangerous doctrine. Maybe this is a new concept for you. This is a tape. This is a Bible study that can revolutionize your life. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 
888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is is unique in in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio, and I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. To live above the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has called the joyful sound, the song of saints on
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally just shorter. As in I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter better way to say jealous. As in Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're um rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Finish your high school diploma for you and your family. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Salvation Army is more than just red kettles during the holidays. It's providing over 183,000 nights of shelter in Orlando, serving more than 365,000 meals locally, and giving over 250,000 bottles of water to those that were thirsty. When you give to the Salvation Army, you help fight hunger, provide housing, and bring hope to those in need. Join the Bed and Bread Club. Give $12 a month to help support those in need by texting GOOD to 24365 or donate now at Salvation Army Orlando. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com, AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the FHSAA, are the 308,000 high school sports students in Florida. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit, because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? by getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. 
This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Florida. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre-recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 